This Augusta Golf Show podcast is brought to you by Audi Augusta. Online at AudiAugusta.com. Well, Damon Hack has covered the game of golf for a very long time. He's done it for the New York Times. He's done it for Sports Illustrated. And believe it or not, for the last nine years, it's flown by. Damon has covered the game for Golf Channel. Damon is one of the hosts of the network's new Golf Today program. Pleasure to welcome Damon Hack back to the Augusta Golf Show. How are you, Damon? John, I'm doing great. It's great to hear your voice. How are things going? Things are good. Things are, uh, you know, I have very little to complain about, and I sometimes feel guilty about that, but but things are things are okay. <sighs> Raising triplets, does it get easier as they get older? You know what? I, I think that uh, there are three boys that have kind of similar tastes and likes. They're pretty simple creatures, kind of like puppy dogs, live in the moment. You know, <laughs> where's my football? Pizza? Okay, it's cold outside. I'll put on a coat. I'll go play football in the backyard. I want a bicycle. They're pretty simple. So uh, at this point, they're nine years old. They're, it's kind of in the sweet spot. I know when they're when they're fifteen or sixteen, I'll probably have a different answer. But at this point, uh, it, it, I think we're we're in the we're in the salad days of, of triplet fatherhood. So so they all have very similar personalities. Yeah, they love sports, uh, and you know, imagine that you know, a father who worked for SI and has Golf Channel on twenty four hours a day and covered some Super Bowls and Masters. They, they, they definitely come by it honestly. They love talking about uh, the NBA, and they you know, watch Jason Day and, and Tiger Woods when, when golf's on, and they're fascinated by uh, the golf swing. They love soccer. So they're, you name the sport, they're, they're into it, and it's really been neat to see. I'm kind of reliving my childhood through them. You, you got a great piece that, that's airing right now about – about the growth of diversity in the game of golf, or, or maybe the lack thereof, um, is I want to ask if the game is doing a better job these days, but I think it would be tough not to do a better job. Is it doing a good job, Damon? I think it's starting to do a good job. I do think that some of the conversations and, and the hard conversations from 2020, uh, kind of in the wake of, of George Floyd's killing and, and of COVID, and, and things were kind of in a place where people were kind of forced to look inward and forced to have dinner table conversations and to look inward. That includes the game of golf. And all I can do is go by what my conversations have been like with the stakeholders in the game and the folks that run the governing bodies and put, uh, put golf tournaments out. And from my conversations, people are, are wide awake and wanting to make a difference. And I think you're looking across the board at the game, whether it's you know, the PGA Tour and, and donating money to historically black colleges or teaming up with the Advocates Professional Golf Association Tour. For example, we saw a terrific 27-hole event at Torrey Pines North on Saturday, uh, which was part of a PGA Tour, a PGA a collaboration. We've seen Augusta National with the donations to Payne College and the endowment of a women's golf program there and, and on and on. So, I do think golf is behind, and I think you make a great point that that company has farther to go than a lot of the other sports and other entities. And we know that the Caucasian-only clause, you know, that died in the early 1960s where Jackie Robinson integrated baseball in 1947. So we're, we're talking about a 14-year, uh, you know, kind of lagging behind that historic moment, not to mention just kind of golf's elite DNA uh, for much of its existence. All of that said, I think that there are wonderful people in this game. 
including at, at my own uh, place of work, that, that want to do good and, and are having emotional, tough conversations to try to integrate this game uh, to make uh, the game of golf look a little bit more like America does. Well, here's what, what crosses my mind. You love the game. I love the game. Those of us that love the game have gotten so much out of it. We've, I'm blessed by the people that I know, by the people that I've met. You're included in that. Uh, I, I, I asking about the boys and they play sports. I don't know if any of them swing a golf club, but, but if, I'm, if I'm their dad, if I'm you, I'm looking at them wishing and hoping that if they grow up swinging a golf club and get to play the game, they get to, they get to meet the people in the game. They get to have as much out of this game as we have. So well said, and, and um, blessed with the fact that they do play the game and, and swing the clubs. And golf is is on the list of of the sports that they love to play and participate and watch on television with me. And, and you're right. I mean, the doors that have been opened uh, through this game for me uh, wouldn't have been opened in, in, in other sports. I, I've been able to to not just cover great events and travel and, and play St Andrews and play Augusta National and meet you know fascinating people and, and you know spend time outdoors with, with the birds and the trees and the sky and, and, and the rivers. I mean, to me, it, golf is about not just the, the hitting of the shot. It's, it's almost the holistic, soulful experience of being outdoors and kind of, you know, collaborating with, with, with nature and, and the earth. And then there's the friendships that are made and, and just the beauty of golf and, and the, the fact that you can play it, you know, the same course seven days in a row and have seven completely different experiences uh, meeting different people and, and playing different shots. It's really uh, a wonderful metaphor, I think, for life. And, and I think that there's been a large part of this population that just hasn't been exposed to it. It's very expensive. It hasn't always been welcoming. Uh, I think Tiger has been like maybe the, the greatest blessing and curse for golf because in some ways, okay, yeah, the, the best golfer over the last 20 years uh, is a minority, is multicultural, and, and what an incredible kind of inspirational figure he can be, but then also it kind of allowed golf to rest on its laurels. Well, look at us. We're, we're diverse. Tiger Woods is, is, uh, is won four majors in a row. We, he's, he's, you know, he's breaking records and shooting, you know, by 15 shot wins at the U S open and 12 at the masters. Look at us. Let's pat ourselves in the back. Golf is diverse. And it's like, well, really it's, it's more tiger. Uh, and, and yes, tiger led to the first tee and many wonderful programs, but I do think kind of golf got a little bit, complacent and it took the roiling summer of 2020 to, to kind of say wait a second you know what's our contribution to systemic racism even if we're good people even if we're nice folks and aren't racist ourselves and and, and want to be uh, a positive person that that's not enough anymore it's about being maybe uncomfortable in in, in making more of forward efforts and, and greater outreach and kind of looking at the history of the game. Why, why are things the way they are? Why were most African-Americans brought to golf through the caddy yard and, and through the kitchen and not through the, the front door of the clubhouse? So, so those are the questions I think that, that people in the game, the stakeholders, uh, uh, many of them great people, good folks, good hearts, but they're just having to look inward and saying, you know what, we can't just turn a blind eye to the history of the country and the history of the game. Uh, what can we do to make things better? We're talking with uh, Damon Hack here on the Augusta Golf Show. So well said. Do you think we – were we unfair to Tiger to expect him to do it? And now are we unfair with Tiger because he didn't do it? 
That's a, a wonderful question. I think Tiger, and I think he's been pretty open and honest about this, never really wanted that role of being uh, a Billy Jean King, James, you know, uh, a, a Jim Brown, uh, uh, a LeBron James, who's a little bit more uh, in that kind of social justice conversation. Doesn't mean Tiger hasn't done great things with his foundation to help underserved communities in Anaheim and around the country uh, with STEM uh, education and research and science. Uh, but but he never wanted to be, you know, John Carlos or Tommy Smith in the 1968 Olympics, and, and, and that's fine. I, I think Tiger uh, wasn't comfortable in that role. That's why he kind of gave himself the name Cabinization. Uh, to say, listen, I'm, I'm multicultural. I've got a little bit of everything, and, and to, to deny my mom's Thai heritage would be to deny her. So I don't blame Tiger for that. Selfishly, would I have liked him to take a, a little bit more of an active role? Sure. Um, I think by his presence, by his brilliance, by his absolute domination of the game, he opened doors that, that might not have been opened. I, I think in a lot of ways he did a great role and, and had a great role and continues to have a great role, but I don't blame the ills of, of golf or the shortcomings of golf, we'll say, on, on Tiger reticence to kind of step into that that arena uh, and be a, a racial figure. He was going to be a racial figure just because of, of the color of his skin and people projecting on him anyway, for good and for bad. Uh, I think Tiger, as he's gotten older, has become a little bit more um, open, I, I think, through his children and you know we're seeing him in ways that we hadn't seen him before and maybe as he gets a little older I mean, he's in his mid-40s now maybe he'll take some some more chances that he was maybe not willing to do in his 20s and his 30s i think tiger is who tiger is uh, a remarkable golfer flawed uh made incredible strides for a lot of people uh had a awful scandal brought on by his own behavior uh, and someone who was climbed out of that and, and, and showed me what mental toughness is all about, just that he was able to come back from some of the mistakes that he made. But I, I don't blame Tiger for, for not wanting to step in the arena. It can be a complicated place. It's hard for me as a, you know, one of the few minorities on Golf Channel, uh, I'm asked to, to comment on, on, on these issues, and it's not easy. You know, you're going you're gonna to make some people think, and you're going to make some people angry, and all I can do is be who I am every day and hope that, by the body of my work, the body of my behavior, the way I present myself, that people say, you know what, I, I think that Damon Hacks, um, whether I agree with him or not, he's speaking from his heart and, and coming from a place of, of his own experience and trying to do the right thing. It's the speaking of the heart part. That's why I wanted to call you and talk to you about this. He is he is Damon Hack from, from Golf Channel. Uh, uh, Damon, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for speaking from your heart. Thank you for taking the time to do this. I deeply appreciate it. And thank you for the platform, my friend. Thank you, John.